Hello and welcome to Fandom Fever. In 2D! Not one, but three, but two glorious dimensions. <laughs> Andrew really requested that we open it that way. Speaking We're sorry, of it, people. Speaking <laughs> of Andrew, my name is David Chapman. My name is Andrew Sokolowski. And I'm neither of those guys. And if you guys have been watching this show, then you guys know that already. But we're telling you anyway. In case you are new. Always respect the new fans. Or you happen to forget since last week. Yeah. Always respect the forgetful fans. So, today we're going to be talking about DC stuff. And we're going to start by talking about Suicide Squad. Wait, I'm sorry, did you say we're talking about DC stuff? Do you hear that? I hear the bells of war. The fandom is coming. What's the Game of Thrones music? So, going into uh, Suicide Squad. Money has approached. Oh, it, it got a 300, sorry not 300, 135 million in its opening weekend. Uh, the previous it, it 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 broke the record for opening weekend. I'm pretty sure for August. For August, uh, the previous record for August was held in 2014 by Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think is funny because we. I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that like Guardians of the Galaxy being a hit is what got like the Marvel to like what got these companies to think, hey, maybe if we like throw our off-brand stuff out and like try to make it work, it could blow up really really well. So I'm pretty sure if Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't as big of a hit, they wouldn't be doing, or like, they would have never done Suicide Squad. And now that, like, Guardians of the Galaxy was a hit, they did Suicide Squad, and Suicide Squad blew up bigger than Guardians of the Galaxy. The, the world pro- works. The problem in. with comparing the two, though, is that everybody looked at the trailers, they thought, yeah, Guardians looks pretty good, we'll give it a shot. The problem is that they went in with pretty low expectations and they were knocked out of the park. Suicide Squad had enormous expectations of this thing. This was... You know, the movie that was going to redeem DC. This was their grand change of style and, you know. Especially because in the trailers, uh, we saw a lot of Joker. And uh, people, after last time we saw Joker on film, like, it was such an incredible experience that people really wanted that again. So, But DC never really promised that there was going to be that much Joker to begin with. Everything that we heard really was saying that it was going to be in flashbacks. You know, it was kind of more expository. He was not a member of the team. Okay, but at the same time, Heard being the trailers, the trailers made Suicide Squad look really, really, really good. It, it's what gave Suicide Squad the happy, fun tone to the point where DC realized, oh shoot, people do want fun in their movies. Let's put fun in Suicide Squad. But people weren't only there for the fun people, were there, or people liked it because they got to see some of the Joker and got to see, like, they got to see the new Joker. So it wasn't... Because I'm pretty sure that the Joker has eight minutes of screen time. Now, the, the reason I say I'm pretty sure is because none of us have actually seen Suicide Squad, so I'm not going to cast judgment on Suicide Squad myself. There will be no spoilers today. Yeah, but I'm. It's been it's been stated the Joker gets criminally low screen time when he made up a, like a sizable portion of the trailer, and people were super excited to see the Joker. So it was like regardless of whether or not I like Suicide Squad, it is an enormously bad decision to not like if you're reshooting the movie anyway, 
you need to have more like you you need to have more of what the people wanted to see in the trailer the uh the other thing is that i mean we we're talking about the trailers but all the marketing joker was a huge part of the marketing oh yeah uh for this movie another thing uh one person was so upset about this that he actually sued warner brothers because he didn't get enough joker in the movie Wait, seriously yep oh yikes dc fans man do not mess with them they are very don't say things like batman versus superman was terrible they're not gonna like it don't say anything like suicide squad was overhyped i haven't seen it yet so i'm not casting judgment but who knows there are there is a bigger problem with this though so like you said they got the record for the august opening mm -hmm. but they won't be getting a chinese release or at least there's a good chance that it won't be, just because it's, it's not really due to the content, it's just that the way that the uh, film is flavored, that they're probably not going to be liking it. Um, and the problem is that this movie is extraordinarily expensive. They need $750 million just to break even. That is a lot, actually. That, that is a lot, a lot. I mean, well, we we knew about this before. I mean, there were multiple yeah. cuts of the film. They had to do massive reshoots, tons of extra CG, uh, consolidating all the editing together, uh, backroom shenanigans, you know, for all this stuff, the change in direction. You know, all that added up. And anyone who... One of the biggest critiques of Suicide Squad that is going around is that the reshoots are extremely noticeable. You can see that the, this film had two visions. Mm. Um... But speaking about this, do you guys think that movies today, uh, people put too much of a budget on these films? Too much of a budget? What do I you mean, mean by that? I mean, look at Daredevil, for example. Right. Very low budget, but the um, they're able to keep the quality very high, even so. Do you think that if they kept the budgets lower... I think you may be thinking of Deadpool. Well, De well Deadpool's a movie, yes. But that's another example. Oh, you're referring to Daredevil, the TV series, yes. as opposed to Daredevil, the movie. Yes, yeah. that budgets can be lower and it still can be very high quality without putting such a strain on the studios. Let's be honest, though. You couldn't have done that with Suicide Squad, not just because it was a movie, but because Daredevil doesn't have any powers to speak of. And his like Daredevil's season two, all of the characters didn't have any powers to speak of. So there wasn't, like, special effects being thrown around everywhere. If anything else, you've got your practical effects, you've got your makeup artists, yeah. and you've got your camera guys. Which does substantially lower the cost. But why does a movie like Suicide Squad need to have all that, uh, need that high of a budget? If you want, uh, shoot. Okay, Killer Croc was amazing because he, he was, uh, he wasn't, like, CGI. They were going to make him CGI, but the actor was like, no. But you can't have a lot of the characters that are featured in Suicide Squad. If, like, people want to see those... Or, I, I shouldn't say people want to, because a lot of people didn't know of these characters before Suicide Squad, but a lot of these characters wouldn't be able to be shown without big, like, high-production budgets. Deadshot could, H or Harley Quinn could, but people like... Uh, what is her name? The 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 witch lady. She couldn't be, uh, be seen properly. The guy who shoots the fire, I am doing horrible on names right now that he couldn't be properly shown well uh in fact jessica jones uh she has the power of flight in the show but you could barely they, she barely ever uses it because they didn't have the budget for it uh, i'm sure if they had a movie for her she'd be flying a lot more you can't 
take a lot of the characters that exist and put them in a low-budget thing without, like, shaving off the superhero aspect, or not superhero, the superpower aspect of them. Uh, so when you boil it down, this is a this is a very large cast in a blockbuster movie, a summer blockbuster movie. You're not talking about a Netflix-exclusive TV series. No. So by the just from that, you're going to be looking at maybe a third of the budget at the most. Well, I, I understand that. I'm just saying that, like, I think that they could probably tone the budgets down a little bit just so they don't cause so much problems uh, to themselves. Well, here's a great question for you. How much of that budget ended up going to Will Smith? <laughs> Most of it. A big chunk. Yeah, so, if you get big-name actors for your movie, you are going to shell out the bucks. Oh, yeah. And, and a lesser property like this uh needs um a big name actor like Will Smith to carry it. Does it? Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy have... did not have the biggest name there was Chris Pratt and he was most known for Parks and Recreation. That's actually a very good point. And the bigger names um John C Riley uh the other lady that I can't remember the name for the life of me. Um just the the head lady they were the the biggest paid actors from theirs, or the biggest names, as far as I'm aware. I mean, unless you count the voice acting done from uh, Vin Diesel and... Uh, I mean, uh, Batista was sort of, like, he was sort of known. He, he was a big WWE wrestler star, so he existed and was big name as far as, like, being a star already was. But just at, the same, the, at the same point, like, like yeah. he, he they, didn't, they wasn't that big. None of them were draws on their own. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, that is completely true. Um, but yeah, so, um, in fact, I'm, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but, uh, I, I will actually say Suicide Squad had the bigger names, and the reason I say, like, Suicide Squad had the bigger names, but I'm not talking about actors. People wanted to see Harley Quinn, and, mm -hmm. uh, into the Joker, people wanted to see the Joker, so people don't care i mean I, I, people probably wouldn't care about as, or, or as much about the actors names as much as the characters names that being said people will watch anything and guardians of the galaxy showed that people will like anything that is good on its own regardless of whether it's pre previously known or anything so would you guys say that actors are not as much of a pull in movies as they used to be it depends on the property i mean if it is an unknown a well-known actor can bring in a lot of crowd, brought, uh, bring attention to it, and cause it to do well. If it is a property that you know, has really good characters, it's a very strong story, you know, then that'll draw on the people. If you have a combination where it's 50-50 of the two, you know, where you have an okay story and decent actors, they'll do well enough on their own. But you, you have to have something to draw them all in. Um, and this was never going to be a low budget. You know, we already established that. Um, yeah. If I remember right, they were looking for Oprah for Amanda Waller. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if if you're bringing in that level of person, then you're 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 bringing in Disney bucks. Then. Yes. <laughs> hey, Suicide Squad, check under your chairs, cause I got something for ya. Bees. It's, it's shock. Bees. It's shock collars. Don't try to escape. So, well... We gave every single one of you a programming chip with a bomb in it in the base of your skull. Ah! <laughs> you get a bomb. You get a bomb. Everybody gets a bomb. Uh, so, moving on into... IDHS. 
<laughs> Continuing on with Andrew. Conti- Continuing Andrew on with- will we broke continue the Andrew. on. After these uh, messages. Credits roll. Andrew will continue. After these messages. So Andrew I- will return. Eventually I'll get my words out. <laughs> words. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Out. Sometime. I'm okay, sorry, sorry. so. Man of Steel. Man of Steel 2 is confirmed. It is now in development. And based off that, I was saying it would be cool if we talked about and pitched some ideas for what uh, a Man of Steel sequel could possibly be. Bear in mind, we are not talking about Batman vs. Superman. Because what was going to be Man of Steel 2 ended up becoming Batman vs. Superman. So what we are talking about is the actual, you know, past Justice League, past Batman, past Wonder Woman. This is going to be its own unique movie. Which means Superman's coming back, which we all knew because the end of Batman vs. Superman spoiled that for us. But at the same time, no one, like, believed, oh, Superman's dead for reals, guys. They ruined it in their own movie with I mean, that stupid it, shot where I, the sa- the dirt moves a I little bit. I still say that they didn't ruin it because, like I said, yes, they did. no one believed that he would have been dead. No one would have believed he'd be dead. He dies more than Optimus. He, and he comes back. More than, More than Optimus. Optimus. <laughs> well, that begs the question, though. Do you think an all-star Superman could happen? I feel like it couldn't, because why would they want to kill off Superman right away again? Because Superman does die at the end of All-Star Superman. Change the formula? Or the plot a little bit? I, I, you can't... All-Star Superman is one of those storylines that... I feel can just not be touched. Which it's perfect right. well, brings us into our perfect er, into our topic. If what would you think, plausible or unplausible? Not will they make it, but should they make it? What would your Man of Steel two understanding that Justice League has happened, Wonder Woman has happened, Batman uh, standalone I think has happened already? What is your Man of Steel two movie? So welcome to Phantom Fever, Theory Busters. So uh, who'd like to go first? Andrew, since you brought up your idea, why don't you go first? Well, I was thinking that it would be cool to do The Man Who Has Everything. Uh, That is a storyline that I believe would solve the problem that everyone says about Superman is, oh, he's overpowered. Oh, he's not human enough. There's nothing to relate to him. But this would make it so relatable. You have this story. Now, in mine, I'm, I'm going off comics here. Um, I'm giving, this is my idea of an adaption of this story to be told in the movie. So just so I know off comics. So I would have Brainiac be the villain and I would definitely want to incorporate the whole idea of the man who lives in like a cardboard world. Like Superman is a little bit upset. He's trying to find how he belongs in the world. And, uh, I kind of want to build up the relationship between Superman and Batman throughout this film. And I'll get to why that's important later. Um, but getting into the man who has everything storyline, uh, what, what I'd want to happen is somehow when Brainiac comes to invade the earth, um, Superman will be infected with the flower. I can't remember the name of the flower. I, I can't think of it either, but I know what you're talking about. The There's this flower in the storyline where basically it puts Superman in this coma. And 
he has this dream where he's back on Krypton and he lived out his life on Krypton. Um, so he, uh, he has a son, he has a family, probably Supergirl would be in this or Kara, Kara would be in it, not Supergirl. Um, but it, it would be a cool way to introduce that character, um, into the universe and his life is really good, but he comes to terms with the idea that this world is not real. And he has to look at his son and say, you are not real. This whole thing is not real. And I have this whole world that is my duty to protect. And as much as I don't want to, the good thing to do is to go back. And then when you send him back, this character who throughout this film has been holding back his true potential, holding back his powers he finally has something to let loose on. And that's when you have this epic battle with him versus Brainiac at the end, where he is allowed to let loose and show his true powers. But he learned from Man of Steel 1, and he takes Brainiac and takes the fight somewhere where people are not going to get hurt. Maybe we can even have him take Brainiac out into space and have a space battle. Just whatever it takes to make sure that we don't have a repeat of Man of Steel and entire city get destroyed. Another thing, I think it'd be really cool to have Batman have to talk Superman down. He's so angry about what Brainiac did to him, point him in, um, showing him this and... It causes so much pain out that Superman does let loose. So how cool would it be if we had a film where Superman and Batman, because the entire film will not take place in this coma dream, um, where they build up their relationship and then Superman, or uh, sorry, Batman, who has been a killer in the past and has converted and learned what his what the line needs to be that you don't cross has to teach and move forward uh, these same ideals into Superman. Um, the last thing I think that would be really cool is while Superman's in this coma, one of the problems that we've had in certain uh, Marvel movies is, well, where's the Justice League? And this will take place after the Justice League. So you can have the rest of the Justice League, or at least some of the Justice League members um, in cameo form, uh, fighting Brainiac and losing while Superman is in this coma. So, uh, and basically that is my pitch for what I think would be a cool Superman movie. Um, the last thing that I'd just like to say is I want to move forward with the lighter tone and have a more hopeful Superman, a lighter Superman, and a Superman who has learned from his mistakes in the past and wants to make things right. All right, so if we take the whole concept and boil it down, it's basically Superman as directed by the Wachowskis. <laughs> uh, or Christopher Nolan. <laughs> well, a dream. At least it's only one dream. It's not a dream within a dream. <laughs> within a dream. Um, okay, but that does sound like a very good concept. Um, the idea of Superman being able to go full force, especially not after being shown that with the Doomsday fight, 
because that was very much an abbreviated, you know, not no holds barred fight in Batman vs Superman. So that would be an interesting duel. Well, one more thing that could be really cool is with a villain like Brainiac, you can actually have Brainiac show up in the coma every once in a while. Like he can be an ongoing villain throughout the film. Uh, because you can use Brainiac as, as a character to actually get inside Superman's head. And then you can, in that final fight, you can even have where Brainiac's like affecting his mind and he has to keep control of himself. Like, cause he's, like, he's trying to attack him from the inside out. He's an omnipresent antagonist. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's so much you can do with the character Brainiac that, Because I don't want to just have that final battle that we've seen in every movie. I want to bring something different. And I believe that Brainiac would be something different. That'd be very nice. Uh, Should I go or... Uh, Why don't you go? Wonderful. Now, when I was creating my concept for a good superhero movie... uh, Fun fact, I actually talked about this in a previous Phantom Fever. I don't don't remember which one it was. Uh, But... Flashback lines. Flashback lines. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... If I'm being perfectly honest, I didn't envision my perfect Superman movie as being a sequel to Man of Steel or being in the DCU. So when I like talk about a good Man of Steel movie, understand that there will probably probably be inconsistencies with the like DC universe's canon, but at the same time, I don't care because I'm going to be talking about my perfect superhero or Superman movie and not my perfect Man of Steel 2 movie, which does break the rules a little bit, but at the same time... Well, it's an adaption. Yeah. You're making an adaption. Well, I didn't know about the man who had everything storyline until just today, really. I mean, I did sort of know about it because I knew of, like, Superman and his dream with his dream world. So I guess I did, but I didn't know what it was from. Now, what gave me the inspiration for this super uh superman movie is two things one old superman movies uh i remember one scene where a dude is like uh, scaling this like this cat burglar is scaling a building and he looks up and superman's just like a like this is the building superman's like this just looking at him like elevator not work (laughs) and then the guy freaks out which is like a very very happy superman that's the perfect tone for superman like (laughs) haha justice uh, I miss Christopher Reeves. But then also, uh, Batman vs. Superman, uh, at one point, a news reporter says, must there be a Superman? That got me thinking that that was the wrong question. The question isn't, must there be a Superman? The question should be, in a world with a Superman, must there be anyone else? See, this uh, the, the story that I would think of is, Superman is like... Um, incredibly strong, incredibly fast. He is so fast he can pretty much be any everywhere at once. He, like, at least where he, like his stomping grounds is, can eliminate crime completely in a matter of seconds. Well, then what's the need for police officers? What's the need for, like, it, like there's a burning building. Superman zooms in, saves everybody, uses frost breath to... Like, get rid of the... Get rid of the fire. What's the need for uh, firefighters? Superman could build an entire building or crash it down. What's the need for construction workers? What is the need for people when you can have a Superman? And 
uh, the storyline would consist of Superman, like, uh, two, two big questions. Obviously, the first one being Superman doing everything and therefore not letting anyone else do anything, but also Superman trying to figure out what the right thing to do is, because maybe he arrives on scene and misinterprets what the correct thing to do is. Like, he misinterprets who the bad guy is. He's just wrong. And so, like, he messes up doing his job, which him being there would have, like... Like, if he was not the one to do it and it was just a police officer, a police officer would have done their job better, even though he's the Superman. Like, the story consists of him trying to find his place in the world because he's trying to fill a role that other people are uh, are filling. Uh, but at the same time, the the conflict is, should he do it or shouldn't he do it? The Because, the, like, you'd think, oh, well, he should totally do it because he's the Superman. He Him being there makes people safer, but him being there, like, makes people's jobs not their jobs. Uh, and that's the moral dilemma. I Hilariously, I thought that this would have been a better Batman versus Superman uh, plot because he could have seen Batman as the well this is like as the enemy and him being the well this is the reason why I am doing my job Bat like uh, the idea of him misinterpreting someone else seeing... that actually is part of the dream sequence the super police and stuff from that future timeline just because Superman is essentially a very authoritarian figure at that time. He is the police. He is the primary controlling factor. You know, he may yeah. be a lieutenant to Darkseid, but he's still the one that's handling everything. He is the authority. Yeah, which I think that if they would have put that in the Batman vs. Superman, like the actual main plot of it, that would have made it better. Don't have Lex Luthor, like, even, like you could have even still had Lex Luthor be the one pulling the strings in the background, but don't make it so obvious. Like, have Superman not people say why, like, why do we need Superman? Why don't, why, why are we trusting Superman when he hasn't given a re us a reason to? Of course he's given you a reason to. He's been saving people. Have, like, more realistic reasons for why should you worry about Superman. Uh, and have him at odds with Batman because he doesn't like the way that Batman's doing things. And him trying to find his place because he's stepping on people's toes. I'm constantly reiterating what the general thesis is, but if I'm being perfectly honest, I think that would have made a much better Batman vs. Superman movie, which is a very, very good Superman movie. Having him just trying to understand things better, instead of having him just be a dark, brooding guy, like... Do you have an idea for a villain? Like I said, I don't think you really need a villain other than Superman in there. That would be your primary, you know, protagonist and antagonist in the story like that. There, the villain for that, I, I, I'll be honest, I don't have an idea for a villain, which, as you were talking, I was thinking, God, I've got to find, I've got to think of a villain. But I honestly can't think of a villain for a storyline where it's just Superman trying to understand himself. What? That could definitely be a standard human villain in that case. I mean, it, it could be as simple as, like, Harvey Dent shows up, you know, and, you know, starts suing Superman because he, because he didn't save this kitten out of a tree, you know, or he used freeze breath when he should have used laser vision or something like that. Just something simple that causes him to go on trial. I think there was actually a storyline for that, the trial of Superman. 
Uh, yeah, I think they tried to do that in Batman v Superman, but ugh. Uh, what if you had... There was this great episode of... Um, I don't remember if it was Justice League Unlimited or Justice League. It was Justice League Unlimited, I think about it. It was one of the last episodes with Captain Marvel. Where, because he's such an innocent character, where you take Superman and it kind of goes off your concept... Where Lex Luthor turns over a new leaf, kind of. Not really, but kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, And Superman was wrong. And Superman keeps being wrong. And Superman thinks he's doing the right thing. Superman keeps trying and keeps trying and keeps trying, but he's doing the wrong thing. And then he has to learn how to be a hero again from this young-hearted character um, who... Basically, like, Superman has been Superman for so long that he has become calloused and just thinks everything is black and white. But he learns from a child that maybe things aren't always black and white. There's gray areas. We discover the Boy Scout. Yeah. That sounds really, really cool. Yeah, it's it's one of the best episodes of Justice League Unlimited. You don't have to have a good Superman uh, story with, like... You can have a good Superman story without making him the bad guy. Just humanize him in ways that aren't physical. Because you can't physically humanize the man that could lift the Earth, like spin around the Earth, make it go backwards, and turn back time. That does not work, trust me. <laughs> uh, but you can you can humanize him because emotionally, he, and like he still looks human and he still acts human, just in a scenario that we couldn't be put into, but his emotions are still humane. Yeah. So focus on that instead of focusing on beef. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was looking at. Like, I I wanted to... I think we need to do Superman is get more into the character uh, and less... or the, the psyche of the character. And because you can't... He is overpowered. But anyway, moving on to Kurt, what is your idea? So, mine kind of depends on what Justice League is. So, hear me out on this because it's a little bit of backstory before I actually get to the actual point. All right. In all of the Aquaman teasers, you know, especially the ones from Zack Snyder, they all said, Unite the Seven. Now, a lot of people are saying, you know, Unite the Seven Seas, you know, makes sense, you know, King of the, King of the Oceans, that kind of thing. But it does not say Seven Seas. It says Unite the Seven. Now, if we look at all of the listings, uh, all the showcase photos for Justice League, it's had six figures. We've had The Flash, Superman, Cyborg, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Aquaman. There are two main Justice Leaguers that have not been present in there, you know, that have been in most of the other materials. Green Lantern, which I'm I'm kind of on the fence if they're actually going to bring him in at any time soon, just because of how the last movie went over, <laughs> and Daredevil making a mockery of it entirely. Uh, uh, Deadpool, Deadpool. Deadpool. Oh yikes! Now you got me doing it. <laughs> um, and then there is Martian, Martian Manhunter. Man now, Superman is dead as of the present time at the end of Batman vs Superman. But supposedly he'll be back in Justice League. But what if he isn't? What if there is somebody? That is impersonating Superman, you know, that has most of his powers, that has super strength, you know, that can do a whole bunch of really amazing things, 
But he isn't him. Someone that could take on his form. And that would be Martian Manhunter. Which then begs the question, if he isn't you know, going to be there, then what would that mean for the Man of Steel Part 2? And what I think it could be is Reign of the Superman. Ooh. The Reign of the Superman. It's basically the, the first time, or at least the big time, when Superman died. From Doomsday. From Doomsday. Uh, the fallout from that was the rise of the four Superman. And there will be spoilers in here for a 20-year-old comic series. So, <laughs> sorry. Wasn't that a... Uh, okay. Man of Steel, yes. Yes. Uh... The mecha, the, the robot Superman. What was his name? He was just Cyborg Superman. Cyborg Superman. Uh huh. Uh, job, 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 job. I can't remember. Help me out. Tag, okay, with tag. Superboy. Superboy was one of them. Yes. That's where he came from. He oh, a Superboy. Okay. Uh, this was a clone version. Well, pseudo clone. Yeah, because Super Su- Superboy is a clone. Right. And then we had. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, the only the only clone I'm thinking of right now is the Eradicator. The Eradicator. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, the point of this is that all of these elements have already been introduced in not if not in Man of Steel, then in Batman vs Superman. So we saw in Batman vs Superman the fallout of the Zod battle. You know where Batman was saying these guys are too strong. I need to change the way I'm doing things. I need to become stronger. I need to be able to meet this challenge. During the battle with Doomsday, what if somebody sitting on the sidelines, you know, that just happened to see. Uh, Superman died, you know, defeating this huge enemy. I can try and step up to meet that need. You know, so John Henry Irons could easily have seen that and start to uh, build the Man of Steel. You know, because he never he never had any claim to the Superman title. He never called himself that. You know, so when that fall all ha- ended up going away, he was just Steel, which was not a very good movie. <laughs> Oh, wasn't that uh, Shaquille O'Neal? Yes, it was. Oh boy, I remember that. They're making a, uh, what is it, a Shazam 2? No. Uh, the, 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 the genie dude yeah. from the boombox? Uh-huh. No. No way. Alright, um, the Kryptonite Spear. That fell into Waters Unknown. But it still would have had some of Superman's blood present. They already show that they can clone people in the Kryptonian ship. So... There would be enough to, if not reverse engineer him, then just create a clone for Superboy. Um, there have there has been tons of technology, working technology, you know, on the ship for Kryptonian archives for information, you know, that could easily house an old library. Part of which is the Eradicator AI. You know, so he could, you know, easily generate himself a body. And, you know, start to become sentient, start doing his own thing. The last one is actually one of the easiest of all because they showed in there that LexCorp hadn't been investigating metas. They had been performing experiments for a long time before Batman vs. Superman. So this could easily be enough time for um, Hank Henshaw, not Supergirl's Hank Henshaw, to become aware of other Kryptonian technology on the planet, like... Superman's pod that he came down in and create the cyborg Superman. Hmm. So my my whole thing boils down to that this this happens off of the back of the death of Superman. But the the part that kind of all goes around on this again is that 
Hank Henshaw in Supergirl is Martian Manhunter. Mm -hmm. So if all that comes around, which it could easily do, then I think that would make a great storyline. What do you guys think? I think that could be really cool. Have all the Supermen in Man of Steel 2 Mm -hmm. doing the Supermen thing. Right. So if, if you want to neutralize Superman, or at least take him down a few pegs, depower him, and give him other people that are a bigger threat. That's cool. interesting. Yeah. Um. Alright, so plausibility. So, for Andrew's uh, Wachowski Superman, um, I would say that's... That was plausible. I'd be it's, honest, I could see it happening. I could, see it, I could definitely see it happening. With the increase in tech that's coming out for Doctor Strange, I could see DC trying to do their own kind of trippy version of Superman. You can say that, okay, well that takes the spectacle away. But really it doesn't, because when you think of Men of Steel's Krypton, mm-hmm. uh, you can explore that universe. We get to explore that world with all the weird animals and... And you get to learn more about the Kryptonian culture and like, and, and even still, like I said, I wouldn't want this to be like a crazy amount of the movie. Like it's not going to encompass the entire story, but it would be a very, it would be a nice chunk of it. Um, just to really make Superman this very relatable character and show just the loss that he has, uh, to be the beacon of hope that he is. Um, okay. Um, then, must there be anybody but Superman? What do you think? Plausible? Or... Um, I still want to know more about, uh, like, more development into, like, uh, what, what would be happening. Mm-hmm. And your story? It's a great concept. Mm-hmm. It yeah. absolutely is a great concept. But there aren't a lot of pins yeah. of like, you know, A to B to C. And I, I think I think originally in Batman v Superman, they wanted to incorporate that. I think that's one of the things that probably ended up on the cutting room floor when they were making that movie. I don't think it should have been. Um, I think we all think that Batman yeah. v Superman... Should have been a very different movie. Should have been a much better movie. I kind of thought that movie was going to be a Man of Steel sequel with Batman in it. Not a Batman movie with Superman like over here being a side. And and, uh, that's why I'm I'm really happy to hear that they are making a Man of Steel sequel. Because this says, okay, the DC Universe is not sidelining Superman. They want to do more with this character. I actually like that way of looking at it, though, because if we look at it as a Batman movie, the entire premise changes, the entire idea that this was a super dark movie, you know, and it was all about Batman. It was all about a very dark time in his timeline. So if you think about it being a Batman movie with Superman in it, like you said, that is that makes a lot more sense with the way that they managed it. Yes, it's still... Uh doesn't fix Batman v Superman though. Still it, it a lot of problems. It doesn't, but with them running I get what you're saying. But with them yeah. running the, that particular storyline, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. The last question I want to ask you guys, do you guys think that Zack Snyder is going to direct this film? 
He directed the first one. He's directing Justice League. He uh, he directed Batman v Superman. Do you think he's going to direct the sequel to Man of Steel? Didn't he? Isn't he the guy who said Batman v Superman is where you go when you've exhausted all ideas? Why? No. 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 I think we're all still questioning why he's directing Justice League. That being said, it looks like Justice League is going to be good. But. It, yeah, but, but but we. I'm pretty sure we understand that DC's trailer department is down. They've got it all they set. They are good. They are, they are set. That is true. The other thing, uh, and I'm not blaming any any of the failings that what I hear could be in uh, Suicide Squad. Zack Snyder wasn't... <coughs> Zack Snyder was an executive producer on that film. And Zack Snyder actually directed one scene of that film. And it was the Flash scene. Uh, which I just wait, spoiled a part of the movie. I will throw a spoiler tag up on the screen before I accidentally said that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> wait, I'm confused. Nope. No, nope. never mind. That's enough. Goodbye, Andrew. You spoiled it for me. I'm out. It's done. The 86. I'm out. Uh, goodbye. Phantom Fever over. See so that was Phantom Fever. Goodbye. That was Phantom Fever, guys. We will see you next time. Right. David says goodbye. See you guys later. <laughs>